Harp on Sports with Seth Harp. You know what time it is. Three, two, one. Let's do this. Go, bartenders. Your food needs refill. Harp on Sports, the bar podcast, media, audio, radio network. Follow, share, like, subscribe. Twitter, Instagram, at Harp on Sports. Via the auditory podcast, Spotify, Buzzsprout, and Apple Podcasts. Harp on Sports, the Facebook page, Harp on Sports, the YouTube channel, HarpOnSports.com. What do we have in store for you on this edition of the show? Well, lessons learned. Matt Stafford gets over the hump in the Super Bowl. What other players in the league should do to follow suit? Guys that have been in the league for a while, haven't won. What do they need to do? Need to force your way out. As uncomfortable as that may be, you got to end those marriages. So we're going to look at that. Also, are the Bucks stuck? Tom Brady still wavering whether or not he's going to retire or not. No, he's done. He says he's done. Although he's dropping hints, the Bucks just need to move on. They need to move on, and they just do, because Tom's going to play maybe one more year. And there's a trade that they should make, and they're even kicking the tires on it. They should, they should pull this one off. So we're going to look at that as well. And also, baseball's brawl right now between the owners and the players and how far apart they are. And while they're making some progress... The progress isn't in the best interest of the long-term consumption of their sport. It's just not. They're arguing over money, which you're always arguing over money, but they're kind of missing the point on a lot of stuff. They just are. They have a chance to fundamentally change some things to bring attention back to their sport without, without, or without altering the sport. See what they do? All right, let's start off with this first. Uh, the Bucks. Tom Brady retiring? Okay. Now what? You have a window here. And the window's just not where you are with like guys like Mike Evans in their career. Not just where you are with, well, you know, who knows if Dominic Sue's on his way out, but where you are with Leonard Fournette, if Gronk's going to hang around. You have a window here. What is the window? Uh, the long end, Gronk will be gone by the, the, the high end. The high end's five years. Realistically, it's about a three-year window. It's a three-year window that you have in Tampa right now. With Tom being gone... Here's your chance to, I don't want to say dominate the NFC because nobody's going to dominate a conference. But let's face it, the NFC is so much weaker than the AFC. It is. The Rams are still the class. They just are. Then what? Then who? The Cowboys? Who? It depends on what Aaron Rodgers, if Aaron Rodgers comes back to Green Bay, then the Packers. Then the Cowboys, those are the big three. The NFC South, what, the Falcons, the Carolina Panthers, the Saints, there's 70 million over the cap. So the Bucs have a chance to pull this off. And apparently they're kicking the tires on Russell Wilson. Deshaun Watson wants to play there. Of course he does, but the Bucs aren't going to do that. They're just not. Because that window is so short that you go out and you trade two firsts for him and he gets suspended for a year, then Gronk's going to retire or leave again. You, you've got to bring somebody in to keep Gronk around. And that guy's Russell Wilson. Now, what's it going to take to get Russell Wilson? A guy that's on the other side of 30. It took two firsts to get Matt Stafford. So you have to start to think, okay, it took this much to get Matt Stafford, but the Rams were in a pickle and they wanted to unload Jared Goff's salary. That's part of the reason they were able to pay so much in terms of draft capital is because they were unloading a massive salary to go along with it. Well, you have to look at it this way. 
Russell Wilson, you're not really unloading a massive salary, but you want fair share in return. The Bucks aren't needing to unload any money here. They're just not. So how do I see this thing shaking out? If I'm the Bucks, I'm all in on Russell Wilson. I am. The Rams continue to trade draft pick after draft pick after draft pick. It finally paid off. Well, they're mortgaging their future for their present. So what? If they win another Super Bowl in the next three years, now they've won multiple Super Bowls, and when it does fall apart on them, okay. They don't have a first-round draft pick next year. So what? Or this upcoming year, they don't have a first-round draft pick. So what? So what? Well, they can't keep doing that forever. You're right. They can't. They can't. But if I can trade a second-round draft pick for a proven commodity, why wouldn't I do that? The Kansas City Chiefs were brilliant to do that. With Was it Orlando Brown this year where they traded the second-to-last pick in the first round for a Pro Bowl tackle who they're going to sign to a long-term deal? I don't know about you, but I wouldn't mind giving up the second-to-last pick in the first round for a guy that's going to be my starting left tackle for six or seven years. There's no guarantee with that second-to-last pick in the first round. i got a little bit of a guarantee with what I have. Not completely, but a little bit of one. And I look, and the Bucks don't have to exactly follow the blueprint, but if I were the Bucks, I'd start off with, okay, we'll give you two firsts and Kyle Trask for Russell Wilson. You get to replace your quarterback. You get to start moving forward. And you get two first round to go to, to go with it. Now the Seahawks may say, we're not doing that. Okay, well, what do you want? Want four firsts. We're not giving you four firsts. We're not. The asking price is going to be three firsts. Maybe two firsts, Kyle Trask in a second. I'd give up a first in Kyle Trask this year. Or a first and a second in Kyle Trask this year. And a first next year. You bet I kick the tie. You bet I would. You put Russell Wilson, who's what, 32? 33? You put Russell Wilson on the Bucks. they're going to win that division for four or five straight years. They just are. You put Russell Wilson on the Bucks. they'll win that division for four or five straight years. Because it's going to take the, it's going to take New Orleans at least two years to dig out of the hole they're in financially. Who's Carolina's quarterback? The Falcons have what? 36 year old Matt Ryan. What are they going to do? It's going to take them two or three years to figure this out. Meanwhile, who knows if Aaron Rodgers forces his way out of green Bay. Finally, then the NFC is between the Rams. I know the Cardinals are trending upwards, but who knows what's going on with that Kyler Murray marriage there. The Cowboys, the Cowboys should, you know, they have a first place schedule coming up because of where they finished. The Cowboys should be the team, talent-wise, where they are financially. That should be the team to beat in the NFC. I know we point to the Rams, but it should be the Cowboys this year. Will it be? Don't know. Should be. The production they're getting, how much they're paying guys, should be. So, I, if I'm the Bucks, ring-a-ding-ding, what do you want for him? What do you want for him? Two firsts, Kyle Trask, and a second. That's what I'd offer him. So basically, they're getting two firsts and two seconds. They get a quarterback, too, that's been a year under Tom Brady. You're going to have to give up Kyle Trask if you want Russell Wilson. And Bucks fans, any of you that want to hold on to Kyle Trask in lieu of keeping or getting Russell Wilson, that's just insane. Just absurd. Kyle Trask may turn out to be good. May. But I know I'm going to have Russell Wilson for four or five more years with a chance to take me to the Super Bowl. And where the NFC is? If I were in the AFC, I don't know what I if I would make the move. Because there's so many young quarterbacks. Maybe, I guess, now that I think about it, maybe in the AFC it's even more of a reason to make the move. But you're not. You're in the NFC. And you got to win your division before you can start to do anything else, right? Although, 
Let's face it, the Rams were a four seed. Well, the Bengals and the Rams won their division. At least one home game. So that's what I do. If I were in there, if I'm the Bucks, I'm all in on Russell Wilson. Two first, to second, Kyle Trask. I'd keep, try to keep my second this year if I could, which is what? Fit the last pick in the second round? That way I can go out and get an offensive lineman or go out and replace somebody on the defensive line, do something there, because I'm all in it right now. And then I, with Russell Wilson, say, Gronk, hang around for one more year, man. Hang around for one more year with us here. You'd be right back where you were. Give yourself a shot. And have a window for about three or four years. So I look at that, and that parlaying into Matt Stafford and what the Rams are doing, let's need and those guys have no problem trading away draft capital to secure current strong players. No problem doing that, which as long as you can move that money around, it's fine. Now giving up two firsts and a second and a fourth, everything they gave up to get Jalen Ramsey was a lot. And especially the way Jalen Ramsey struggled in the postseason, But still it always seemed to work out for him. It has now Matt Stafford, waited too long. He did. He waited too long to go into the front office in Detroit and say, that's it. Calvin Johnson's career ended by the time he did that. And so did Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders didn't even get to that point. Loyalty is overrated. Who are you loyal to? Who are you loyal to? I'm loyal to a city. Why? You should be loyal to winning. Because you're always going to ever look back on their career and say, I'm glad I stayed the same place in the whole time for this terrible organization. Look at Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck took a beating in Indianapolis. They didn't get any offensive linemen to protect him. He sat back there and was target practice and eventually took too much of a beating and was done. So what do you gain by that? Oh, the fans love him. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. I'd rather have the fans not like me and leave. They'll get over it. They'll be fine. And still playing, making $30 million a year. So there's guys around the league looking at like the Matt Stafford situation that should say, that's it. I'm out. Now, Kyler Murray's still very early on pulling this. I don't know exactly what's going on in Arizona with Kyler Murray, but other guys that I've got written down, the guy that should pay attention to all this is Joe Burrow. If I'm Joe Burrow, I go into the front office and say, Torn ACL, sprained MCL. I'm not taking a beating like that anymore. I'm not. I'm just not. And I think the Bengals know that. But I'd reiterate that I am not going to end up. Joe Burrow right now, look at Andrew Luck. Because that's who you're going to end up like. You go in there and say, uh-uh, I'm not doing that. Nope, nope, nope. There's other guys out here too. Russell Wilson, get out. It's going to be a two or three year rebuild out there in Seattle. That they're in a division with the 49ers, Trey Lance. You're in a division with the Rams. You're in a division of Kyler Murray. It, all Russell Wilson's going to do is take a beating. Get out. Get out now. Give yourself a chance to win somewhere else. Guys that are in their career that have decisions to make. Do you want to win? You've kind of been, you know, dancing around here. You know, Allen Robinson's been in Chicago for four years with the Bears. You know, not that he's going to stay there because he's not. But what do you do if you're Calvin Johnson? What do you do if you're Calvin Johnson? What do you do if you're Allen Robinson? Allen Robinson, there's no doubt in my mind, can go sign a four-year, $60 million deal with a team that's trying to build. He can go sign a four-year, $60 million deal with the Houston Texans. Go sign a four-year, $60 million deal with where? Start picking teams. 
that are way, way below the cap. The Jaguars. Allen Robinson goes on a four-year, $60 million deal in Detroit. What should Allen Robinson do? Allen Robinson should do whatever he can to end up in Buffalo or Cincinnati. That's what I would do. There's where you have to start making those decisions. Guys that are, and Allen's not that old, but you know, I wrote down a couple other names too of guys that are not necessarily getting there career-wise. A guy that would have been a great example of this, if the Bucs didn't do anything, would have been Mike Evans. Mike Evans would have looked around if the Bucs never went after Tom Brady or never pulled it off and be like, all right, I'm not, I'm done doing this. I'm not, I'm not doing this forever. Just not. We talked about Devontae Adams. Well, if Aaron Rodgers leaves, he's got a decision to make. Doesn't he? What do you want to do? Where do you want to go? How do you want to compete? Julio Jones kind of forced the issue a little bit there at the end. He wasn't, okay, the Falcons were moving on from him. He goes to the Titans. Didn't have a good year at all, but at least he's in position to be competitive. There's not too many quarterbacks that are out there right now in that, you know, boat. Jimmy Garoppolo can be a little choosy, depending on where he wants to go. Matt Ryan, you know, that division's terrible with Carolina (laughs) The New Orleans. If you're Matt Ryan, do you look around at the Bucks roll with Kyle Trask? If you're Matt Ryan, you probably should stay in place. If they don't, if you're Matt Ryan, do you start to look around and go, all right, what division out there doesn't is, is struggling a little bit that I could go be a part of and be successful? Maybe his best play is to stay there. So, you know, I, I start to look around at guys in the league. The guy that was the best example of this that he waited too long was Larry Fitzgerald. And everybody that sits there with a player now and says, that organization ruined that player. That that may have been the case five or ten years ago, the Calvin Johnsons, the Barry Sanders. Not anymore. If you're a player, you go in there and go, I'm done with this. I'm just done. I don't want to be a part of this anymore. The Matt Stafford lesson. Don't waste your career. You only get about ten years at this. Quarterback's a little bit longer, but you, you don't get a big window. You want to win? Leave. Force the hand. Go to a winner. May have to take less money, but go to a winner. Why do you care with what, what Toby in Section 318 thinks of you? Who cares? Who cares? I always try to give this advice to people now. Would you let that person drive your car? The people that are critical of you, if an athlete, like, oh, I don't want to be the, the fans upset. Would you let that fan drive your car? Would you let that fan into your house? If you're not going to give them the keys to your house, you're not going to give them the keys to the car, why would you give them the keys to your career? Don't do it. Uh, lastly, I want to wrap up with baseball. This, <laughs> I just wrote down some numbers here. The luxury luxury tax, thre- tax thresholds, you don't have a salary cap, but luxury tax thresholds, they want to change things a little bit. Major League Baseball wants to make it that if you go over the luxury tax threshold twice, then they take a second round pick away. If you go over a, th- a third time in a row, they take a first round pick away. Because teams are tanking. And by the way, the easiest way to eliminate tanking, the team that comes the closest to making the postseason gets the number one pick. The team that comes the second close to making the postseason gets the number two pick. The top four picks in the NBA, in the NHL, in Major League Baseball, in the NFL. The top four picks in the draft should be the four teams that came the closest to making the playoffs. The team with the worst record should pick fifth overall every year. That's how you end that stuff. There's no way to... If you, I'm more than happy to hear how you would manipulate that system. Oh, we get almost to the playoffs and then we'd lose at the last second. You wouldn't do that. Nobody would do that. 
but at least you were competitive for your fan base up until the end. At least you did that. It's it, it completely wipe out tanking. Nobody's going to tank for the fifth overall pick. So what I was going with this luxury tax thing is, you know, the players are upset because they think that teams are going to get burned draft picks, which they are, and it's going to hurt the draft pool, which it, it may a little bit. But the players, the owners are offering, what, $222 million? In 2026, that'll be the, the luxury tax threshold, salary cap kind of, $226 million. The players want it to be $275 million. So they're $50 million off, <laughs> like 20% off, $50 million apart. They're not even close, not even close. The players and owners are kind of here. They're, they're okay with the universal DH. Taking the, and I didn't realize this, 162-game schedule is going to be a 154-game schedule. So every baseball record will be safe. We're going to do the exact opposite of what the NFL is doing. They're going in the backwards direction. Too much product. Let's make the product smaller. I've said for years I'd love to see baseball do doubleheaders every other Saturday. If, if you were baseball and you did a doubleheader every other Saturday, took the schedule down to 154 games, you'd be done the first week of September. They want to expand the postseason, which the players want. But here's the problem. Where the players get a good share of the revenue during the regular season, they don't get a good share of the revenue during the postseason. The owners pocket most of that. What do the players get, like 10%? The owners get like 90%. The players are like, wait a second here. You're not going to expand the postseason and then take more money from us. So... Uh, the players signed this deal last time, and the owners made a fortune. The players are like, wait a second. Now, players in baseball have the sweetest deal because all their contracts are guaranteed. NBA as well, but baseball is the strongest union in the books. And everybody's saying, they got to get the season started on time. Oh, come on. Nobody got to get the season started on time. Why? In the month of April, what do you have? You have the Final Four, you have the end of the NCAA tournament, you have the Masters, you have the NBA postseason. Nobody's busting their chops to watch Major League Baseball in April where weather makes it cold. You're not going to go in person. No, 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 no. Baseball's got to have everything figured out by when? Memorial Day. If baseball's got things figured out by Memorial Day, they'll be just fine, which is probably about where they're going to be. They're going to be May. They're going to be May. I'm okay with this. These things, I'd much rather get it right and take your time. I'm never going to watch baseball again. No, you're not watching it now. If they go on, if they continue this lockout, I'm done watching them. I, I don't I don't buy that for one second. Just like you were done with the NFL. The same people are saying they're done with Major League Baseball because of the lockout are the same people that were done with the NFL for the kneeling. <laughs> you're lying. You're not lying. You're, well, you're grandstanding is what you are. It's the equivalent of, I'm never eating here again. Yes, you are. That's the worst call I've ever seen. This is the worst. It's a hyperbole. It's overstatement. I don't, I, baseball, they, they've got a lot of money problems, but some of this stuff's good. They, they need to go an, another step with it, but 154 game schedule, expanded postseason. I'll take that right now. Universal DH. Oh, okay. Then the next step in all this, baby steps, right? Those are pretty decent steps for that archaic sport. Then the next step or every other weekend, double headers. You'd be done in the first week of September. The World Series would be taking place the first week of October. That'd be great. So there you go. Harbaugh Sports, the bar, podcast, media, audio, radio network. Follow, share, like, subscribe on all of our platforms. Twitter, Instagram, at Harp on Sports. Uh, podcast, 
Buzzsprout, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Harp on Sports, the Facebook page, Harp on Sports, the YouTube channel. Subscribe to that, by the way, and harponsports.com. Remember, stay clean, stay focused, stay strong. Frankenstein, have fun with your friends.